What up, y'all? This is Mike Moss, a.k.a. Moss Talks. Listen, we do not just want to create content. We actually want to hear from you. This week right here, this is your chance to let your voice be heard. Everybody watching this, drop in the chat what you want to hear from us this upcoming season, because I promise we got some fire for y'all. And while you're doing that, check out some of the top episodes from this last season. Here are the top five most watched Next Level Living episodes. Number five, Q&A with Jeremy Anderson. But I don't think I've ever asked that. So can you break down like how you made your first million, bro? Speaking. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say it was it was just um, you like that right there. You know, it's funny. Can I keep it all the way one thou while with y'all? I, yeah. I felt a little anxiety when you first put that out there like that. Because I'm thinking like, <laughs> I know. I think I have some <laughs> folks in my phone. Like, hey, bro, let me hold some. I got this business plan opportunity. No, and, no, and no, I'm, no, no, I'm no. gonna have to shut them down because Tracy nah, ain't for none good, of that. We they take can't care even of reach you no more. They can't even. They can't even Just reach you no more. Because you made bro. it, don't mean you got it to give. I mean, once you become a millionaire, you got investments right. going on. So, just because you made it, don't mean you got it to give. Let's just put that out okay. there. So, I'm gonna go back to you. Right. How did it feel? And what did you do? What did you do to get there? Yeah. And so I'll say this also, and that's because I got to address that point, Chris, um, just because you made it. Um, one of my homeboy, one of my homegirls told me this here. She's stupid wealthy, too. Um, she was like, she said she just tells people all her money is tied up in investments. I said, "Ooh, that's good. She was like, I can't help you. It's tied up in investments. But really, though, we take care um, of a lot of people. You know, saying that God has been really good to us, and so I, so so know this. My whole, I never even planned on speaking to be uh, wealthy, or to, I don't do it for the money. I tell people all the time, I don't speak to eat, I speak to feed, right? Um, mm -hmm. And that's figuratively right. and literally. Like I want to feed some inside your spirit, inside your mind. I'm going to feed some inside your soul. And for certain people through our nonprofit, we actually do literally feed people. So I don't speak to eat. Um, I speak to feed. Uh, I speak to uh, feed, but I will say this because I have been doing this for twelve years. You know, you get to a point where you know you build up a business and a brand, um, and it's very lucrative. One of my mentors once told me that the most people will pay for information alone is like twenty five hundred. After that, they're mm. buying into the brand, the personality. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the person that you are in the self, the celebrity, and I'm 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 not, I'm not a celebrity, nor do I view myself as one. But there are some people that feel like, oh, Crystal, oh, Michael, oh, Jeremy, like because they have such respect for you, and because they're mm -hmm. big, I wouldn't say fans, but supporters. Like then they pay right. like for that. Like I went to one school, one superintendent. Shout out to Dr. Riley. My man was just like, bro, it's been my dream to have you come and speak at my school. Like, bro, you a grown man. I'm 40. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm in my 40s. You in your 50s. It's My man said it's always been my dream to have you. So it always feels weird. Uh, but, you know, you just get but to a point, That ain't nothing wrong with you, that, Jay. Ain't no, no it's not. That. It just, that's, that's admiration. It just feels weird for me to hear. Yeah, it feels weird for me to hear. Yeah, yeah thank you, Mike. Because oh, I don't want nobody to feel like I feel like that was weird. It's weird for me to hear it. It gotcha. isn't weird because gotcha. it's people. Okay, okay. Like when I met... um. 
um, Dr. Cornell West, like, bro, I was fanned out. Like, I had honor, bro. I was ready to roll out a carpet for my man. And I, I mean, my man would have been like, Jay, my shoes is untied. Like, bro, let me like let me carry your bags, man of God. And so, um, so yeah, so it's, it was nothing but love and respect. But I'm still kind of figuring things out, even when it comes to speaking, even though we have our course, our community of, of hundreds and, and so almost a thousand people in our Speakers Academy now, you know, you know, as I look at each year and I look at the with the, the money that we're able to generate, it is humbling. You know, we have our biggest months. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to be talking about that at our conference um, this weekend is how August is a $200,000 month in itself, right? Just from mm-hmm. speaking. So it gets to a point where it's like, it's like, it's one thing to have the message and the professionalism, but then you got to build that, you got to build that brand up to where you're in demand. And I tell people all the time, mm-hmm. You can't make demands if you're not in demand. You know what I'm saying? Right. So my biggest thing putting in all this work over all these years is building up a demand where people were, were you know what I'm saying, were willing to pay, you know, top price for me to speak. And so, um, so yeah, it felt good, you know, and um, now I'm just like, yo, I just have to be a steward over it. Um, you know what I'm saying? And I have more responsibilities and, you know, mm-hmm. my goal now is to get to a point to where I can add even more value and help other people get to there. So it's not enough for me to okay. say, man, I clear seven figures in a year. Nice. My goal now is how many people can I help quit their job from speaking? I mean, from, from working and, and speak for them. How many people can I help get six okay, figures bro. and seven figures? Yeah, that's where I'm on now. Number four, where do we go from here? Yep. Can you can you can you speak too from from a parent perspective on what that feels like to see that happening? Like, what mm. what what is going yeah. through your mind? Because you know your your kids are growing up in this this sick world. Man, so this is really why, you know, what I I do what I do, Chris. Yeah, like I read the word. I know in the last days the world gonna just get worse as God draws slowly withdraws His spirit from the earth. Like He gonna have to set with more of it and so i realized like we in a really ugly dark world though we live a good life and we're blessed when we look at the, the holistic the totality of this it, a lot of pain a lot of evil in the world and i try to safeguard mm-hmm. jewel from a lot of it but i'm also very like protective like and i have to let her know like this is a sick world we live in so i don't let her see certain things but i do let her know like baby girl we live in a world where people don't really there are people that don't care about you so I mm. let her know, like, baby, it's the reason why I tell you to play in the backyard when we're watching you and you can't go in the front yard. I said, baby, there are people that will kidnap little girls. She's, mm. I mean, I'm, we had the conversation like two years ago. She was like, really? I said, baby, yes. And it's really, it's really people who are really evil and sick. And, and they will kidnap little girls, baby. So I have to protect you. You're my precious daughter. You're God's precious daughter. So this is why mm. I don't want you riding your bike in the front yard by yourself because at any moment, so she sees a post of a little girl missing. But like, Daddy, this little girl's been missing for three weeks. What happened to her? I have to let her know, like, baby girl, this is why I try to keep you safe. Like, every single morning when we leave the house, we hold hands in the kitchen. We pray as a family. And I'm pleading the blood of Jesus. I'm like, man, God, keep my kids safe. Protect right. my children. You know what I'm saying? And I, I can't wait to see them when they get home, you know? And so as a parent, Chris, it hits a whole nother nerve. Cause this is like, mm-hmm. yo, you want to protect them as much as possible, but you just never really know. But I just, I have a responsibility not to give her a spirit of fear, but to let her know like, baby girl, everybody don't have your best agenda. Everybody don't have, want the best for you. And there are some evil people in the world, but it's okay because daddy, mommy, God, we're going to protect you. 
So we're right. still trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think it's important as you came from the father's perspective <clears throat> or a parent's perspective. I think it hurt me from a child's perspective or from a son's perspective. Um, I looked at the victims and a lot of them were older. Um, saw a lot of people in their fifties, man. Saw saw a few people in their sixties. It might have been a couple too in their forties or whatever. And then somebody I think was thirty two. But seeing that man, I can't help but put my parents in that position. You know what I'm saying? Look like people that just have a routine who are literally like down, just doing the consistent thing that they just do every week around that right. time. Right. For it to be such a consistent age group, you know what I'm saying? Like it almost is like he went in during a non-popular time of the day and went and went hunting, like literally went hunting people. <clears throat> Even when you hear about the, like you mentioned earlier, the apology when he turned his gun on a white man and said, oh, oh, I'm sorry. So he's not crazy, right? He's sick, like you said. Like he, he's sick. He's he's mentally um, messed up, and so like. Well, well, Mike, I'm I'm gonna give you a chance to clarify that because the way it's and I know you don't mean it like this, but the way okay. it sounded when you say he's sick, I don't want somebody to think that you're coming into defense for my man. So you mean like he got a sick mind, not like he we got a pity. He has a disgusting he's mind. Okay, yeah. No. Okay, there oh, we go. He's there evil. we go. You know what I'm saying? Like he's mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually trying to hold him more accountable. I'm saying that he is not lacking um understanding of what he's doing. He right. has a very intentionally sick motivation um he's, for for yeah. for people of color. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. I just wanted he, to give you a chance it. before somebody jump in the comments. Now, we do want y'all to comment now, but y'all show us yeah, love in the comment. I will be jumping uh, to judgment and be coming from my boy Mikey. I had to run up on you, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I just want to give you a chance because I know, I know you wasn't saying, because there are a lot of people, Chris, and that's why I kept the news off. I, don't, I am no news club. Because if I hear one okay. more person try to justify, if I hear one more person talk about mental health, if I hear one more person, I'm like, come on, we know where this rhetoric is coming from. This whole replacement mm-hmm. theory with Tucker Carlson and Fox News and some of these other folks, you know what I'm saying, on the right. And I'm just like, come on now, like, let's put politics aside. Can y'all just for a moment just realize that some of the people that y'all listen to who you agree with their politics and their policies, but there are some narratives that they're out here pushing. And it's sick. And God is not in that. And God is not pleased. And so I'll be asking myself, like, yo, where do we go from here? Number three, the importance of self-control. So for me, I think that I'm very aware of my toxic toxic traits. I Hmm. know that I am built and I am almost constantly preparing for conflict. That's not a positive trait, right? And it's Mm. because people have challenged me my entire life, whether it be comedically, like with comedy or jokes or or just being the funny guy, people trying you. It's like I'm always ready for a rebuttal. Mm. So sometimes I don't realize that I'm already firing back on something I haven't even taken it in. I'm just always ready to give that back emotion. So. My thing for myself is, number one, accepting the fact that I already have work to do, regardless of the next person who comes, regardless of the person I find in traffic who's hunking or who's disrespecting. Like before all of that happens and I feel justified for doing something, I realize that there's something in me that can be triggered easily. 
So for that, I need to deal with myself first before everything else. I need to be slow to speak, to slow to anger, because number one, I realize that I have something in me that can that can set me off or set me back. After Mm. realizing that, I find accountability. I've I've said it so many times on this podcast, y'all, but therapy has been the best thing for me since COVID has happened. And I talk to people that I trust, that care about me, and and, and that I appreciate um, the way that they live in their life. And I ask them for advice. I ask them to be um, critical of me. I ask for critique to help myself be my best self that I can be. Those are two things, accepting where I am, accepting where I'm toxic, and working on it through allowing... I'm the critique of others that I trust. Not everybody, yeah. but the people that I know love me. I love it. Chris? Yeah. I think for me, I used to keep a lot of stuff just like bottled in. Can I see them, please? Um, I used to keep a lot of stuff just like bottled in. And I remember one time somebody was like, well, you're always so like even temper, but I know something has to affect you. I'm like, yeah, I think it does bother me, but I just, I just don't know that it's worth it to say anything. And then I realized it started taking a toll on me because then I was, I was holding things like, you know, I was internalizing things. So then I started to say, you know, things a lot more. And then it does take an adjustment period because when you first start speaking your mind, you, you kind of go from like zero to like, oh, what is this? Hmm. And then once you level out, cause it's, 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 you know, it has no, choice but to eventually level out once you level out you're like okay i can process this i can be mad and i I have the right to be upset about it and i have the right to say something about it it's just how i communicate my feelings to get the optimal result that i actually want right and so i've noticed that if i'm very angry i'll go and i'll write about it like i'll just get it all out of my head like get out get it out of my head out of my emotions into like writing that makes it comprehensive for me so that I don't have to think about it anymore. But if I do want to remember any detail, it's it's written down. But I need to get it out of me. And so with that being said, it's like I'm able to then take those notes and say, okay, well, what of this is not emotion that I can give to somebody to say, this is where I'm bothered and this is where I see room for improvement. Then right. that's the most constructive part because that's where you see change. But if it's just all emotions, people don't hear emotions well. People just respond with emotion because then they feel attacked and they feel defensive. And they're like, well, I'm defending my point of view. And it's not about, you know, your point of view versus another person's point of view. It's about coming to a place where you guys can kind of operate in some sort of peace and in, in, um, comprehension of each other. Like there has to be right. communication and it has to be something that you can understand. And so anyway, I think now I'm able to, to verbalize and put into words how I feel better than I used to be able to. Because, yeah, I used to just be like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to disrupt the, the peace or disrupt the, I don't want anybody to think that I'm just complaining. Hmm. But it's not, even, it's not even a complaint. It's more so, you know, this is what I require to actually, like, exist in this space without having feelings towards you that I don't like. And so that, you know, it's a very yeah. mature path. But once you get there, you feel a lot better because you don't feel like you've been taken advantage of and you feel like you're able to communicate better. And there were, there were two times last year and I won't mention them, of course, but you shared with me two times last year personally uh, where you you had gotten to a point in two different relationships where you was like, you know what, that's a wrap. 
You know what I'm saying? And sometimes in the work that we do and the relationships we have and people we know and family, like sometimes we do get to a point where it's just like, you know what, this is just too much. And you extend grace and you give more grace and you give more grace. But it's like, it comes a time when it's like, you know what? So I like the fact what you're sharing now, because you're like, I'm not even on that now. Like I'm, I'm now, I'm not going to keep it in. I'm not going to internalize it. I'm going to go ahead and address it and talk it now, talk it out now and not keep it in. And I feel like that's mm -hmm. a real healthy approach. Yeah. 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 So to everybody out here in listening world, you know, I think we can really learn a lot. And that's a crazy thing, man, about humans and our perspective is we can literally grow as a community, as a culture, as a people, as humans, as mankind, we can literally grow from the situation with Chris Rock, right? Um, and so let me just kind of share two things that I think is beautiful and positive, you know, saying about the situation, right? Um, you know, for one, I think Chris was like straight shook, you know what I'm saying? But like, yo, my man continued to keep his composure. He found a way, man, Will Smith just slapped the hell out of me. Like he oh, found yeah, a, he a, did a wonderful way. job keeping his composure. Yeah, to, to like keep that going, you know what I'm saying? Cause it could have went all the way, all the way left. You know what I'm saying? And, and another beautiful thing is, you know what I'm saying? Even though again, I do not condone that violence and I hate seeing it. There is something to a man that says, yo, I'm going to stand up for my wife. It wasn't right. I don't like it, but it says something. That, that man is like, you know what, what I'm not going to do, you know what I'm saying, is deal, you know what I'm saying, with this disrespect. And again, y'all, I can't judge because I don't know how I would have acted if I was in the mall or if I was somewhere and someone said a joke that disrespected my wife that made my wife, I, I can't judge that man. But there is, that does say something to somebody that says, you know what, I'm going to stand for something and what I'm not going to do anymore is, is deal with some disrespect. So for all of us in the listening world and for myself and Mike and Crystal, a few things. Let's not keep it bottled up. When we have thoughts, when we have feelings, when we have emotions, find a safe space to be able to talk about it, to be able to air that thing out. Like Mike said, he, Mike says, I already realized some of my toxic traits. So Mike is like, yo, I know what to work on within me. It's a constant growth. It's a constant elevation. It's always another level. He's looking for the same with me. I should have with y'all. There are times when I, I might get a little angry or I might get a little frustrated or I might get really, really mad. You know what I'm saying? But I play it cool. I actually, right before we had the podcast, I had to make a very hard conversation. And I'm like, I don't even have the energy for this, but I had to release it because what I'm not going to do is bottle it up. Now I got resentment in my heart. Now I'm frustrated. Now I'm creating all these different narratives. Say, bro, is, is this what it is or is this what it isn't? Okay, well, that's not cool. Like, let me go ahead and address it and love and move forward. I'm disappointed. I didn't say, bro, I'm pissed off. I'm disappointed, bro. I expect more. Like, sometimes you have to be willing to do that to move forward. So what we can't do in this new season is we can't keep it bottled in because it's only a matter of time before you pop. And so y'all heard, heard what Mike said. Therapy has been a game changer for him. Y'all heard That's what right. I said. I had a great session yesterday um, with Dr. Knight. Now, and I've got others that I can talk to. I'm about to go and actually walk in <clears throat> and talk in a little bit. When one of my OGs and one of my mentors is just to talk about my thoughts, my feelings, check in with him, see how he doing. Because what I'm not going to do is keep it bottled in because I'm too important. Mike, you too important. Crystal, you are too mm -hmm. important. Every single one of us listening, that's watching, that's tapped in with us, all of our next level is out here. You are too important. And we need the best version of you. And your voice, your thoughts, your feelings are valid, right? So you got to find a safe space to be able to share it so that we can get a better control over our emotions and feelings because God put that stuff in us. Now we got to just yeah. check our heart and our perspective, and then we need to act accordingly. And I believe when we do that, y'all, that's when we're really experiencing next level living. Number two, countdown to the conference 2022. This year's conference is going to be 
bonkers. Yeah. There we go. Ooh. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So, Mike, tell okay. me how you felt about last year's conference real quick and, and, and live events. Because, you know, it's, everything is virtual the past few years, but we're about to be in person. Then I kind of want to hear from Crystal. Then I want to share with y'all a, cool, a few cool things about it. Mike, talk to me. And we're not going to talk about how you assaulted me. We're not even going to go there, Mike. We, I'm, Mike, oh, we're going to just talk uh, specifically about by the, way, the energy of the conference. You told me I could promote this conference any way that I wanted to. And I want to let you know that I have like four to five reels on standby. And one of them is actually giving the people what they've been waiting for. And I have it. I'm going to send it to, right. to Crystal to make sure it's, it's, it's pitched perfectly. But they need to see just how real this live event can be. You know what I'm saying? Because just like life, Jay bounced back from a lot of situations last year. Let's and I'm go. talking literally. <laughs> let's, let's go. You know, hey, y'all, last year's conference is, is literally indescribable in words. And I'm going to do my best. But it's one of those things that if you had somebody who you really loved. I'm talking about the person that you love more than anything. And they came up to you and they was just like, listen, from the bottom of my heart, I witnessed something last year that I do not want to witness without you again. That's how I would, mm. I would, I would that's how I would describe this conference. Y'all, I'm going to get excited in a second to talk about so many dope things that happened. But after the conference was over, I literally couldn't think about anything except getting, going to Kansas City, looking my mother in the mm. face and telling her, I do not want to experience this without you again, mm. period. Mm. I, I didn't come to her as a man. I came to her as a child, as her son. I came as her son. Mm. I pulled that card. I'm like, mama, erase the beard. Remember when mm. I had hair? Like, I'm coming back mm. to you as a little boy. Like, I love you so much. And we spend so much time giving each other space to grow, to live your life, to live your truth, to find happiness the way you want. But then there's a little bit of time in your life where you have a, a snippet of how beautiful and amazing life can be. And sometimes we go through the hardship of doing the best thing for ourselves while mourning people that don't have the mindset to experience it with us. And this was one of mm. those rare moments when I had the chance to do both. Where I had the chance to actually, where I had the opportunity to still be in this amazing moment and have her be a part of it too. And I was like, mama, I need you to be a part of the next one. I, I'm, I'm talking about y'all. My, my tears was welling up in my eyes as I'm looking at her because I've never asked for nothing from her as a man, as a child. I've never stepped into that place before. No, but it, it, Yo, did you pull that card? Did you pull the card? Like mama, I don't really ask so much. But my request is that you at the next one, bro. Bro, I, bro, I pulled that card, bro. And, and bro, she That's looked different. at me and she was looking at me like she was waiting on me to finish, but she was still going to give me a yes. And this is the exact same way that I looked in her eyes because she probably started tearing up and I became blurry to her. So she probably was looking at me and, and just seeing like a, fa a facade of who I was. So I want y'all to understand that here we so next level. We even let y'all see the tearful version of me for the story purpose. Yeah. Like y'all, y'all seeing y'all yeah. seeing me through my mother's eyes in that moment. Like I, I was blurry, mm. y'all. Like I, she just couldn't see me clearly. She just heard my heart. She heard my heart. My sound hmm. was good, but my but my vision, she just couldn't see through the tears. Yo. So y'all, I'm just I'm just Yo. telling you, man. This 
this thing, man, is incredible. Let me tell you, bro. I remember I I watched over an hour of testimonials from people hmm. that was at the last conference. And this one testimony that we actually used, I just put it on Instagram. Homegirl okay. was like, I didn't know what to expect coming to this conference. She was just like, I regret one thing about the conference. And I was like, hmm. and she was like, I regret I didn't pay for my friends to come. And when she said that, Chris, I was like, yo, she was like, legit. Yeah. If I would have known this would have been that, I would have paid for all of my friends to come because they have to be here, but I'm paying for them next year. Like, man, that for me, that's everything, bro. To know the strangers, people who've been following the brand, listening to the podcast, you saw ad, whatever, and they decided to come and they were so blessed. Their deepest regret was that their friend did not come and she's like, I'm going mm-hmm. to pay for my friends next time. That thing hit different, Chris. How was it on your end, Chris? I mean, wow. you was right there in the back doing your thing, making sure the music and everything flows smooth. <laughs> Talk to me. Yes. I think from my perspective, I'm a, I'm a people person when it comes to feeling vibe, feeling energy, like, and to be in a space where there's so many like-minded individuals, so many people that can, you know, help you with the next phase, so many people that can offer advice and then also tell you, you know, where they are. And, and you can also offer advice to them. I think just being in a community where everybody is kind of like, you know, their guard is down and they want to they want to just see each other win. I think there there's there's it was something very magical and beautiful about that. Um, and then also it was based on faith and it, and it just, it just felt like, yeah. you know, the higher power, higher power was definitely in, in, in the, in the, I want to call it a sanctuary, but <laughs> it felt like a sanctuary, but it, you know, it's, 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 it's a conference center, but it's, it's a healing place where you feel like, you know what, whatever was holding me back before it's not, it's not going to hold me back anymore. And number one, why aren't you a CEO yet? You said, hey, there are some folks that I want to do. There are some things that I would like to. It, it could be cool. People see that in me, but I would rather be under a covering of somebody where I can learn. I can add value. I can be a part of something bigger than myself. And then you might look up in four years or in two years or in six years and say, I'm ready to branch out. And that, yeah. bro, that's, yeah. the heart. that's the heart yeah. God gave me. I mean, I promise you, Eb, Eb is right over here. Eb, when you told me that one day you want to open up a coffee shop. What was my response real quick? Say it loud. Oh, you said to research yep. and you'll be ready to invest. Oh, in stop playing with it. <laughs> and my executive yes. sister. And quit her job <laughs> seven years ago. I, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on God. This, this is who I am as a person. And was like, yeah. man, boss. She been told me she's going to retire from our company. She was like, I think mm. I might want to open up a coffee shop. What was you going to call it? Something with beans, uh, right? Express. Espresso, get it, Ebony. Well, I love it. I like it. I like it. See, I put this out here to tens of thousands of people. So go ahead and get the copyright for that. I promise you, I, I will call my attorney or someone in front of our listeners try to take that name real quick. But think about it. My response was like, "Yo, when that time comes, do the research, find you a mentor in that space, and I'll invest." I, pro- I promise you, if Ryan, if Ryan says, "Yo, Jay, I've been saving up." And, you know, in 2023, it's me and Sherry's goal to do real estate. And we're going to set a goal to flip a few properties. I promise you, I'm going to be like that, bro. Let me know how I can help jumpstart it. Let me know how I can help support it. 
when Javen, who traveled with me all over the world um, um, mm. as a videographer and captured the Grace Tour, Grand uh, Bermuda, uh, Grand Cayman Islands, India, Australia, South Africa. I man traveled the world with me for years. It got to a point where he was like, yo, Jay, I'm ready to go off and do my own thing. I promise you. I was like, fly, butterfly, fly. I, that's my yeah. heart. You feel me? I, I want to see people, I I wanna see people go and excel. How can I be talking about next level if I want to keep people where they are? And so you're right, Mike, you need to a, a company or organization, like whenever you do, that's going to support that growth that you have. And truth be told, let me share one yeah. more thing, CEO talk. I had somebody, I ain't going to call him out. And I, I rock with him. I thought he was supposed to have a role within our company. I flew him and his wife in town years ago to spend the weekend with me and my wife. And by the end of the weekend, I was just like, yo, you, you sharp, you a good dude. I see it. I was like, but bro, you're not for us. I want to. I said, but the vision mm-hmm. God has given you is bigger and I will be mm-hmm. holding you back. And do you know mm-hmm. when wow. you got like a $50,000 contract working with a school and hit me and was in tears yeah. like, bro, thank you. Because had you took my wow. offer, because he kind of felt a little rejected, but I can see, mm-hmm. I, I know who got that CEO. I know who got that mindset. And I was like, bro, yeah. if you us, like it's not, I'm gonna be holding you back. So yeah, this CEO thing is is hard. And for those of y'all that's not CEOs, just just be mindful of that leadership and, and that covering that you're gonna be working for, because that can determine how far you go in life. Does that make sense? Like people being mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But why are you not a, so the, question, the question Chris asks is why are you not a why are you not a <laughs> why are you not a CEO yet? And, and and hopefully the majority of y'all are saying, you know what, I'm not a CEO yet because I don't want to, or exactly. I'm working towards it. And mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying we go from there. Hey, watch this, y'all. Right now, I'm the CEO. I might not be the CEO in the future. I might look up, I might have a, C, a chief operating officer of the Jeremy Anderson Group and a president of operations and a chief operating officer, and I'm just the owner. Don't play with it. I ain't come this far just to come this far. I ain't trying to work forever. I've seen them E-Trade commercials with people on vacations that say, don't get mad, get E-Trade. I like it. They did what they had to do. Who said we had to yeah. work 40, 50 years for a company to only get 40% of our of our salary when we retire. Who said that? That is not God's will for my life. I'm trying to work so hard. I can get my daughter up at school. I can be a, I can be a part of the PTA if I want to. I can do mm. yoga and Thai at three o'clock. I can take my wife to lunch. I can volunteer, then pick my kids up from school. <laughs> and I, I got to be in two, three meetings a week. Who said I can't live like that? Stop playing. Come Who on, said I can't Come on. Where I spent six months in Cape Town, South Africa, and six months in Atlanta. Who says I can't live like that? Who says I can't have a nanny travel around with my family that can tutor my? Like, who said that? I'm saying, and y'all might not right. want that. Y'all might, y'all might want right. to do the work. I work hard to get to a point where I ain't got to yeah. work so hard on hard. I can read more books. I can be the best leader. I can be the best author. I can be the best CEO and the best owner. I just, I just want to get to that next level. And so I'm gonna share yeah. this with y'all. Yeah. My last point and close this thing out. You might not want to be a CEO, like a chief executive officer, but every single person listening should be a CEO, a chief execution officer. What did I, what did I tell you? I was going to start calling you, Ebony. Execution, Ebony. 
Execution Ebony. I told you, I told Ebony mm-hmm. years ago, a year ago, I said, you a CEO, a chief execution officer. So you might not want to be a chief executive officer of a company. That's fine. But you can be the chief execution officer of your life. When you wake up every okay. single day and you say, I will execute the mission I'm supposed to. I will execute the responsibility. I will execute mm-hmm. my duties as a father. I will execute my duties as a, as a wife. I will execute my duties mm-hmm. as a mother. I will execute my duties as a, whether I'm flipping burgers, whether I'm teaching Taekwondo, whether I'm baking, whether I'm making beats, whether I'm a financial analyst, analyst, like I'm going to be the chief execution officer of my life. You promote yourself. Right. You know yourself up. Whether you want to start your own business or you help someone else's business grow, what are you bringing to the world? And mm-hmm. I believe our world will be in a better place. And we all going to go to the next level when we all can be true CEOs of our life, chief execution officers. And when we mm-hmm. do that, y'all, that's when we live a life on the next level, man. Hey. Come on. Hey. I'm on another level.